The Universe of Every Religion and None, written by Roderick Edwards, narrated by John Ashton Nickerson. Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more at RoderickE.com. Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of screaming chewy show and i'd like to welcome special guest psychic medium spiritual advisor Artie hoffman how you doing Artie? hey i'm doing really really good thank you man um i'm very i've been reading about you man i gotta say bro i'm very impressed man oh thank you thank you so much yeah i've been doing it for quite a few years and um I would say the biggest blessing in my life is being able to make positive changes in people's lives. Um, you know, people ask me, you know, do I say negative news? Do I put out bad news? Um, if I'm going to give anyone any kind of bad news or negative news, I'll give them the answers on how to overcome their problems. Like I don't tell people when they're going to die. I don't, I won't, uh, go, uh, you know, if, if, Somebody is not asking me about their relationship. And suppose I see like screwing around going on behind the scenes. I'm not going to put it out there because then they're just not emotionally prepared. If somebody is asking me, Artie, what do you see from my relationship? You know, and if I was to see something like that, I'll tell you because you're asking me. But I don't offer information that I feel could be very devastating to someone. I'm all about putting the power back in people's lives. You know, because when you have information, you have power. And so one of the secrets to life, one of the big secrets to life is that all of life is nothing more than a perception. It's I not like that. So much, it's not so much as the problem that's the problem. It's how you choose to deal with it is what gives you the quality of life. So it's still the situation or the person it is what it is. And I really mean those words. It is what it is. It is what it is according to the energy of what you give it. So whether it be, you know, whether it's a, a big thing, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this really sucks. Or you say, you know what? It's not that bad. It's all right. It's pretty good. Don't worry about it. It's all right. You know, 
it still is what it is. It only is what it is according to the energy of what you give it. That's the secret to life, all of life. It's about coming to an acceptance of who the person is. It's about coming to an acceptance of what the situation is in the moment. And it's all how you choose to deal with that person or the situation is what gives you the quality of life. But if you're always freaking out because your expectations aren't met, or I don't understand why you did that, or I don't understand how can you not see me, you hit me, you know, or, you know, whether it be a car accident or whether it be a person who did something they didn't realize. So if you make it a big deal and agitating, yeah, then yeah, it's a, it's a really crappy, shitty situation. But if you say, ah, eh, don't worry about it. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Well, I'll get over it or we'll deal with it or it is what it is. Again, it's, it all gives you a quality of life. It's all a perception and it's the same thing. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. So if you look above you right now, if you look ahead, right above you, you're, you're going to see the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And the reality, that's a piece of wood. If you were to walk upstairs right where your ceiling is, right above your head, if you were to walk upstairs, that piece of wood now becomes the floor from upstairs. Nice. So from here, down where you're sitting, that ceiling is, that, that piece of wood is the ceiling. From upstairs, that piece of wood becomes the floor. The piece of wood never changed. Your perception has changed. Wow, that's deep, man. Wow. And so I playfully tell people, ask people, is 15 minutes a long time? It all depends what side of the bathroom door you're on. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you know, and you could say, is eight hours a long time? It depends. Are you sleeping for eight hours? It seems like 20 minutes. Or if you're working for eight hours, sometimes it could feel like 10 hours or 12 hours. The bottom line is it's still eight hours. So again, that's the secret to life. All of life is only a perception. I agree with you. The quality of what you give it and how you choose to deal with it. You know, you know uh, and it, oh, and my bad. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, um, I've, I've had coworkers that, um, they're real negative people and they're always unhappy. And no matter yeah, what happens, those. like every day, like, oh, I missed the bus or, oh, fuck, this happened. They're always complaining. And I'm like, yo, man, like, look at the positive side. You have a job, like, you, you have a house, or, you know what I mean? But they're always like, just negative. <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, what creates a bad quality of life. If you stop appreciating all the good things of life, of what's going on, then those things are going to lose value because you're giving more effort and energy into what's not right. And there's always going to be something that's not right. You know, my mom always used to say to me, if you don't place expectations upon other people, if you don't place high expectations upon other people, you can never get disappointed. You can't, you're not setting yourself to get hurt. And you always have a plan, plan B and a plan C, not just a plan A, but if your plan A doesn't pull through, well, at least you'll have plan B or plan C. But if you're always always riding high on your plan A's with people or situations, and if they're not pulling through for you, especially if they have a consistent habit of not pulling through, then why are you putting your emotions and uh, or your expectations into that person? Very true. 
You know, growing up, that's a hard lesson to learn. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I hope everything's okay, man. No, no, I live right down the street from a fire department. Oh, okay. But it's gonna go away in just a moment. It'll go away in just a moment. Then we're good. We're good now. Sweet. We're good now. Um. Yeah, man, that's very deep stuff, Artie, and I totally agree with you. It's all about perspective. Um, but, you know, just like you were saying, um, do you think that's why as you get older and you care less, you're happier? As you get older, things that used to matter in your life no longer matter in your life. You, you look at things, what's real, and, you know, you put things into perspective. When you're young and you're vigorous, oh, everything counts. Everything counts. But as you get older, you realize sometimes you made things what was important is no longer important. You know, like your values change. You your values change as you get older. Your, your, your uh, dreams change as you get older. Your wants change as you get older. You know? And... You know, when people are in relationships, you can never promise anybody I'll be with you forever because that's not true. Because how you feel in the moment doesn't mean how you're going to feel later on. Next month, next year, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, I'll always be with you forever and ever. So when you say your vows to your partner in life and you say until death do us part, that only... The, the words till death do you part, there's two different variations of that. Again, perception. Till death do you part. According to the physical world, according to religion, till death do you part is when one of you physically die, I will be with you until death do us part. That was the value made to your partner and to God. The reality of those words, till death do you part, in the spiritual sense, is I will always be with you for as long as our heart doesn't die in the relationship, till death do us part. So long, as, so long as my heart doesn't die in the relationship or your heart doesn't die in the relationship, we shall always be together. But if the heart dies in the relationship, what's the sense of being in a relationship if you're only going to hold on to the person's shell of a person and not their heart? If you don't have their heart, you don't have the person. And if you start to do things out of obligation and not from your heart, then something's wrong where you feel like you're always doing it because I feel obligated or I have to, or no, well, you know, if you really love the person who you're with and you're doing it because it makes me happy to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's a compromise. Yeah, it's a compromise, but it, it, but, and it's really not a sacrifice when you're doing something for someone you love. Yeah. It might be a little inconvenient, but if you're doing something to make somebody you love or care about happy, then it's not a sacrifice because it might be a little inconvenient for you, but it's really not a sacrifice. Very true. You know, so it's, it's all about uh, accommodating one another and, and, you know, caring for one another. And, um, but like I said, um, the, the key word to a healthy relationship is compromise. If the other person is not willing to compromise, then you don't have a relationship because that means it's only about them. 
I don't give a crap what you think, or I want to do it my way. Or I, I saw, a, I actually saw a very funny bumper sticker and it said, why should I agree with you? Then we're both going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, but, but seriously, I mean, I mean, I know, I mean, as a psychic and as a, uh, as a uh, medium, a psychic is the one who talks about the past, present, and future. A medium is someone who communicates to the dead, who communicates to dead people. But um, the reason why I was talking about relationships is because the number one topic that people talk about or want to know about is their relationship when they go to a psychic. It's not the only topic. I mean, they talk about money, they talk about business, they talk about travels, they talk about their kids. You know, there's a lot of different things that you talk about, you know? Well, Artie, um, one thing I've always wondered about mediums, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, um, you know, like when somebody asks for, for like a, about a loved one that's passed away, right? Um, you know, like when they say, oh, how are they doing? Where are they now? Like, I, I don't know how the afterlife is or what you envision, but do you ever like picture somebody in hell and you're like, um, they're fine. <laughs> Well, believe it or not, I got some good news for you. And this is the truth. Ooh. There's no such thing as hell in physical sense. Hell, there, hell does not physically exist at all. At all. It doesn't exist. Ooh. Hell is an emotional experience. It's not a physical place. So when you're very stressed out, when you're very angry, very upset, when you're in that emotional state of mind, very afraid, very fearful, that is a living hell. That's what hell is. But when you die, there's nobody who goes to hell because hell physically doesn't exist. Heaven exists. And all there is is heaven on the other side. So when there are bad people or mean people, when there are bad people or mean people who go to the other side, when they cross over, it's almost like they go to the emergency room. All right. When somebody's sick, you go to an emergency room. So the angels and your spirit guides are working on your soul to help you understand or to help you get better or to help you with whatever. But there's no benefit in hurting a soul because the soul could never get better. The soul always wants to get better and better and better. But also understand that there's no such thing as escaping from karma, from your actions. So whatever you create, Whatever you give off to people, you're going to experience. So if you were to kill somebody in this lifetime, whether it be in this lifetime or the next lifetime, you will come back as the victim. Wow. Because you need to experience the action or the pain that you delivered to somebody. If you hurt somebody emotionally, you're going to experience the pain. Whether you take advantage of somebody financially, emotionally, whatever. But it's not necessarily to punish you it's to help you understand the reaction to your actions and the cause and effect that you have with human mankind with other people so i would never want to deliberately hurt you because if i hurt you then i'm hurting myself wow i wish more that's so deep man i wish more people thought of it like that i mean there would be less hurt you know Right. It's like, put it this way. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Let's suppose you're a drop of water and I'm a drop of water. And we're both in the same glass of water. 
And suppose I'm angry or upset with you for whatever reason. Now, suppose I take this blue dye because I know it's going to taint your drop of water. But if I put the blue dye in a drop of glass, in that, in, that, in that water of glass, that glass of water, if I, if I, if I drop that blue dye on your drop of water, it's going to affect all the other drops of water in the, in the glass. So I'm hurting myself at the same time. Damn. So that blue dye would be like negativity or something, right? Right. Representing negativity. So the ego, so there's the ego and the soul. We all have an ego. We all have a soul. So if your, your, your ego is now telling you that you're separate from me, you're in your body. I'm in my body. You're in the West coast. I'm on the East coast. Your ego is saying that we're separate. Your soul is saying, but we're all one. We're all connected. No matter where you're geographically located, no matter where you physically are, my soul is a part of your soul because your soul and my soul is a part of God and God is all of one. So if, you were, so if you were to look, go to the ocean, if you were to go to the ocean and you'd say, I would ask you, hey, Seuss, isn't that a powerful form of nature? Wouldn't you agree that the ocean is a powerful force of nature? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So let's say you're a drop of water and I'm a drop of water that's a part of the ocean because God is a part of all of us. Now, each drop of water holds the DNA, holds the information. Each drop of water holds the information of the entire ocean. Hmm. All right. So you're a drop of water. I'm a drop of water. Everyone who's listening is a drop of water. All of mankind is a drop of water. We're all a drop of water. But yet, when you look at the whole ocean, the whole ocean is God. So, so that's why it's very important to take care of nature or to take care of one another. Because when you're taking care of others or when you help out a homeless person or a person in need, you're investing in your own soul because while you're taking care of them, you're taking care of yourself. Wow. And God is blessing you. God is blessing you for your kindness and for your love. So the most religious, spiritual thing you could possibly do in this world is to treat your fellow man with kind and respect, with love, kind and respect. That's a powerful but, message. Yeah. So if someone is disrespecting you or is very evil or mean, it's okay for you to disconnect yourself from someone because they're negative. You don't want negativity to become a part of your life. Don't want that die. You don't want, you don't want that energy because it's only going to taint you. So you could bless that person with love, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize they're stuck in their world, but it doesn't mean you have to be stuck according to their perception. You don't have to be stuck according their per to their perception of whatever's going on in their life or how they think or their negativity. You do not have to become a part of that. And so I, I choose not to allow your negativity or any negativity to be a part of my world. That's why I don't listen to the news. I never listen to the news. It's all negative. Definitely. Oh, man. It's so hard to get away from me. Yeah, I don't watch the news at all. At all. I'd rather watch inspirational stories. I'd rather watch the History Channel. I'd rather watch comedies, love stories, um, 
you know, anything that's positive, nurturing, inspiring, funny, those are the type of things that I would surround myself with. If, if news is that, that bad, trust me, you're going to hear about it. People are going to tell you. That's when I know about the news, when people tell me. But I don't have to watch it. That's true. And, or you'll see it on your phone. It, oh, my God, it's everywhere. Yeah, I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. So I just choose to move on, and that's that. That's how I roll. You know, people say, hey, Artie, are you ever in a bad mood? You always seem to be in an uppity good mood. But when I'm in one of those crappy moods, I just choose to stay away from people because I don't want to spread my negative thoughts, my negative feelings or with, with anybody. I don't want to bring anybody down. Smart. And I don't want their pity because their pity or their sorrow or whatever, their, their energy is only going to keep me down. I don't want, you know, if you have like, if you want to show compassion, if you want to show some nurturing qualities or maybe sometimes just be a good listening ear, that's great. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes when you're helping out other people, you don't always have to give them the answers. Sometimes it's just about you being a good listener and letting somebody else say what's ever bothering them and listening to them without trying to fix them. Sometimes they'll fix themselves just by hearing themselves talk and they'll figure it out. Yep. Sometimes they just need somebody to vent to because people right away, they just want to throw advice at you right away. And, you know, like you were saying, sometimes they just want somebody to listen. Yeah. You, you rather just somebody listen a lot of times rather than just give advice and stuff. And a lot of people give devil's advocate advice. You know, half the people don't care about your problems and the other half are glad that you have your problems. That's true. You know, so that's why I, tr I try not to share too much of, you know, if there's anything not going right, I try not to share too much with anybody else. I'd rather just deal with it myself or you pick one friend who you bounce off of all your information with. You always have that one friend or that one person you could like bounce shit off of, you know, or, or mm -hmm. go to a therapist or somebody or, that, or a family member or somebody who you could trust. But to constantly spread your news over and over and over again with everybody else, you're setting yourself up as a victim. So, Ardia, um, this must be a lot to deal with, man. I mean, you've been doing this for 30 years, right? Yeah, I love it. I, I heal a lot of people emotionally and spiritually. So what's going and on physically. in your mind? Like, do you have a lot of visions and stuff? Um, it sounds like a lot to deal with. Now, when I'm out in public, I, um, you know, it's just like you. When you're walking out in public and you see all the people around you, you don't know who they are. It's not that you hate them or you wish anything bad upon them, but I don't care. It's mm -hmm. like my antennas are always down until I put them up. Oh, okay. Oh, so you so know how to it's control only, it. It's only on when I want it to be on. But other than that, when I'm out in public, when I'm out in the streets, the mall, the beach, the restaurants, I don't, I don't think or try to pick up on anybody's relatives, dead relatives, or, or, or crap that's going on in people's lives. I don't care. It's not in my business. Nice. The only time I put my energy into someone is if they're personally connected to me or, or if somebody wants to do a private session with me. Yeah. Then I'll, you're coming to me so I can help you. Mm -hmm. But I, but I'm not going to impose my energy and keep myself wide open for everybody else. You know, I mean, I know friends, I have friends who are psychics, other psychics and mediums, and these people are on all the time. And they're usually depressed because you're picking up on everyone else's energy. Yeah, it sounds draining. 
Oh, it's very draining. And um, it could be it could be very draining. It doesn't drain me because I don't allow it to happen. You know and what I you're doing, candles, man. And I burn candles in my place 24-7. I have candles burning in my place 24-7 to keep the positive energy alive. Because I find when I have candles burning, it keeps us a certain sense of beautiful energy going. And if you were to burn three candles on a plate, because I keep it usually in a cooking pot or a plate, when you keep candles burning in a plate, you just, just to look at it, it will bring a serenity to you. Oh, wow. I could totally see that. Wow. That reminds me of my mom. She uh, burns a lot of those candles. They have like the Virgin Mary or Jesus Christ or something. Yeah. And there's a serenity to that. And so I have candles uh, on the, on the, uh, already ready to go. So as soon as I see a candle that's just about to be out, I'll put another candle right next to it. So when that candle is out, I have another candle already burning in its place because I always want to keep the fire burning. I always want to keep the, the love alive. When you walk into my place, you feel the energy as soon as you walk in. Even if you're not spiritual, people who walk into my place say, God, there's a certain energy or spirituality in this place. Wow. And Artie, when, when, at what age or when did you find out you were psychic? When I was 27 years old. I had nothing oh. before that. I had 0%, zero before that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I was raised in a Jewish family. I'm Jewish. I was raised in a Jewish family. And uh, nobody in my family has what I have. Maybe extended relatives do, but nobody. I mean, some people are like, you know, intuitive in a sense. They are intuitive, but as far as psychic, psychic, not really. Um, but I was um, very frustrated in my life when I was about 27 years old. And um, I had everything going right in my life at the time. I was married. I had a nice house nice wife. Uh, you know, my family was great. Um, lots of friends. My job is great. You know, everything financially, everything is great. All of a sudden, uh, and I wasn't feeling right though in my life, in my, in my life, in my body, something wasn't right. I felt like something was missing. So I'm having a conversation with God I said, God, I need answers. I need clear answers. And please don't scare the hell out of me. And so after I'm having a little conversation with God, I walked into my kitchen and I'm going through my junk mail on the counter. And I usually throw it out. I don't even usually look at it. When I say junk mail, I just throw it out. But for some reason, I was looking through the junk mail. And there was a postcard there. And it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness come to this one weekend seminar in Virginia beach at the Edgar Casey foundation. I said, wow, I didn't know you could learn how to do that. I thought either you had it or you didn't. So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time. I said, wow, this looks really interesting. You want to go to this? She says, no, I don't give a shit about that. You can go if you want. I'm not interested. <laughs> so I said, all right. So I went and went away to that one weekend in Virginia beach. And there was about 50 of us from all different parts of the country in this one large room. And they taught you how to open up your heart and mind to be 100% unconditional with your thoughts. They said, no matter what thoughts come into your heart and mind, just share it with the person. You know, they broke us up into little groups after they, you know, did some speakings with us and teachings or, you know, get us in that zone with music and everything, beautiful, soft music. So, um, yeah, so they broke us up into groups, 
and um, people were telling me how accurate I was. And I was like shocked talking to somebody who I never met before and I'm telling them some stuff. I, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I could do this. I can't believe this exists. It's like wow. discovering, it was like discovering plutonium or, or gold or something. It was like unbelievable. <laughs> and it's within so, you. Yeah. So people were also telling me stuff about myself and they were pretty accurate too. And, um, and I was like just blown away. So I went home and I bought myself a deck of spiritual cards and I was reading for friends and family for the next few years, just for the fun of it on and off once in a while. And again, people were telling me how accurate I was. So then I, um, yeah, so then I, uh, got to a point in my life where I needed some extra money and I didn't know what to do other than my regular job. And so I'm sitting on the couch and I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. I never looked at it as making a living. I said, I know how to do readings. I'll throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. Cause nice. I didn't want people, I didn't want people to think that I was ripping them off and I didn't want money to be pressure on me. Cause I'm asking for more money than I've ever made before in my life. So I was, um, reading for all these people and 90% of the people paid me 90%. And at a word of mouth, it just took off like wildfire. And now I've been doing this for 32 years. I've read for over 32,000 people. I've been on Fox TV out of Philadelphia. I've been on um, major, a lot of major radio networks. I've been on these podcasts around the country. I have my own international Facebook live show that I do free readings every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's called Angels and Answers. So if you were to go to angelsandanswers.com, you will see my ass on the screen, uh, Facebook live, and I read people for free for one hour. And I connect to the loved ones. I talk about their love life, their sex life, their business life, their finances, their kids' life, whatever they want to talk. They, they type in questions. And then my assistant, whose name is Mona Lisa. And nice. uh, yeah. And so uh, uh, she, she'll read off the questions. And then I look at her. She reads off the questions randomly. And then I look in the camera and I just tell people stuff. So one, of my com so one of my common jokes that I say when people ask me questions, you know, there are girls that will call up to the station and say, hey, Artie, do you see me getting pregnant soon? I go, yeah, once you stop watching my show and get in the bedroom, your odds go up a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Get busy, right? <laughs> get busy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S, 
and it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com so again starts with a capital s and then it's t-e-v-e-s-j-n-e-t-w-o-r-k at gmail.com tell him screamy chewy sent you you will not be disappointed and uh yeah so big shout out to you steve thanks again bro peace hey 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 hold on don't leave just yet there's more podcasts to listen to like monster legend podcast the weekly podcast about cryptids and folklore around the world with me tanner davidson each week we'll go to a different place talk about all the monsters all the scary folklore all the ufos and aliens conspiracy theories all that stuff happening every monday at 12 p.m on every podcasting platform i could possibly think of of submitting my podcast to so listen and tell your friends about it and enjoy this episode of this podcast thank you hey y'all it's ivan from the gefilte show here a motivational inspirational podcast where we feature great guests such as screaming chewy be sure to check out more at gefilte.com so the only the only pleasure i get out of that is the next time they make love they'll think of me because they'll say already said to do this and to do that (laughs) hey maybe they'll name their kid after you bro there you go. I always tell them that. I go, and if it's a boy, I said, you know, Artie's a pretty good name. I'm just saying. <laughs> but there was a there was a girl who asked me, who actually asked me that, Artie, do you see me getting pregnant soon? And after I joked around with her for a little bit, I actually said to her, I said, yeah, and this happened to be with her. This isn't a general rule of thumb. I said to her, um, when you go away on vacation, you're going to get pregnant while you're away on vacation, whether you're by the water at an Airbnb. I said, it's while you're away on vacation, that's when I see you getting pregnant because your moods are going to be relaxed. Your body's going to be relaxed. And so therefore you're not like stressing out or tension. You're just enjoying the art of making love and pleasing one another and just doing it. I said, it's, it's going to happen that way. It's, but that's what I was saying. So, I mean, it just happened. So I don't know if it happened yet or not, but, but that's what I see. But when I see stuff, man, I believe in it. You know, a lot of times I hear songs in my head and whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with the person. So I'll give you a perfect example. One person once asked me, hey, Art, you know, what do you see for me in my relationship? And I said to her, I'm sitting there quietly. And all of a sudden I started hearing a song in my head. And it said, it started singing, that's me and you, a part-time lover. So it was Stevie Wonder, you know, singing part-time lover. And I said, I feel like your husband's cheating on you. And she goes, I think, and she goes, I think you're right. I said, no, he is. I am right. He's got someone else. Because why would I hear that song? That was the first time it's ever happened where all of a sudden I hear a song in my head and whatever that song is about. So I've heard a lot of crazy stuff. So another interesting story, a girl walks into my apartment and she said to me, because I was about to do a reading with her. She said to me, she goes, Art, she goes, I've been thinking about you every single day for the last two years. So I was flattered. I was flattered, not sexually turned on by her, but I was flattered. And so I said to her while uh, with a little chuckle in my throat, in my voice, I said, all right, so, you know, why were you thinking about me for two years? (laughs) She goes, you read for me here. I came to see you two years ago. 
and, and I sat at your table right here in the kitchen and you held my hand. As soon as you held my hand, you started singing the song by ACT, by ACDC. Highway to hell, I'm going to highway to hell. And you looked at me and you were singing that song to me. And you said to me, if I don't change my ways of what I'm doing real soon, if I don't stop doing what I should not be doing, I'm going, you told me I was going to get caught real soon. Within the next couple of weeks, you said, you said, I need to stop doing what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm going to get caught and thrown in jail. She goes, well, a week later, I didn't listen to what you had to say. And I got caught at doing something I should not be doing. I got thrown in jail for two years. And every day I woke up and I said to myself, why didn't I listen to Artie? Why didn't I listen to Artie? Damn. She had to learn the hard way. Yeah. So when I say things to people, it doesn't mean it has to happen. Because if you're taking heed to what I have to say to you, no news is good news. So if I saw a car accident and I'm telling you the circumstances of the car accident, don't put yourself in that position. Or if I saw you getting in a car accident and, and, and that's not a prediction, I'm just talking at a conversation. Mm -hmm. So if, if I saw you getting in a car accident on a rainy night in a busy intersection, you better be very careful when there's precipitation in the air towards dusk or nighttime, right? During a busy intersection and it's drain, raining outside or drizzling. I said, do not be, be very careful, be very defensive or don't go out driving tonight because it's not going to, otherwise you're going to get in an accident. And people have gotten in accidents that, you know, went against what I was saying or they pushed the envelope. You know, I find that interesting. So do you think um, people can change their destiny based yeah. on, like, like, if you tell them, hey, watch out for this, you know, and like That's you were saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, for the positive. For the positive. But then your ego wants what it wants. So if, you're, if I saw you in a relationship and I saw it to be very toxic or very negative, and I said, I warn you, you know, I had a, I had a roommate one time. All right. And his energy was not good at all. And his girlfriend's energy was even worse than his. And so we were walking across the street to the pizzeria. And he said to me, he goes, all right. He goes, what do you see with this, me and this girl? I said, if I were you, I said, I'd watch out for her. I see her hurting you really bad. He goes, you mean emotionally or physically? I said, probably both, but I, I don't trust this girl. She's going to hurt you really bad. Well, the next day, I wasn't in the apartment at the time, but the next day he got in a major argument with her and she attacked him and she literally bit into his arm, Ooh. bit into his arm, like a Mike Tyson thing <laughs> and in his bicep. And he had to be rushed to the hospital because he had blood all over the place. His intestines were all screwed up. He, he got screwed up for, oh. for a long time. And so, you know what? You dance with the devil. Very true. You get burned. You get burned. Wow. And so listen, you know, so I do tell people now there are going to be certain things that I see come hell to high water. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Come hell to high water. But then there's other things that happen in life where it's free will and choice. You know, not everything is predestined to happen. Sometimes things happen according to your choices as life goes on. You know, you're going to have different experiences. If you decided to leave for 
New York City tomorrow, being that you're on the West Coast, and you decided just to drop everything and move to New York City, you're going to have a whole new other set of choices in your life. So it's like that fork in the road type of deal, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Wow, man. Very interesting stuff. I've always wondered, you know, about destiny and uh, do you think people can change the date of their death by giving them advice or is it just how they're going to go? Um, what do you think about that? Hold it. Are you still there already? I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, bad. I get, I get messages. I get messages. Can you see me or no? Uh, I see your picture. Uh, but you can't see my face face? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. All right. But all right. I, I thought you were able to see my face face. All right. So any case, um, I, I apologize. I got sidetracked. That question again, please. Oh, it's okay. Um, I was just saying, um, so, you know, based on giving them advice, like, hey, watch out for this, watch out for that, um, based on what you see. Um, do you think people can change their destiny, like based on their the day they're gonna die, or just the way they might go? Well, put it this way: like I said, I I don't tell people when they're gonna die. It will never serve a positive purpose. Nice. The only time I talk about death, the only time I'll talk about death, if somebody is already on their deathbed, and you're taking care of a loved one who's on their deathbed, and they want to know how much longer, a week, two weeks, a month. That's different because they're already knocking on heaven's door. But pretty much so, if you're living somewhat of a normal life, even if you're sick, but you're living somewhat of a normal life, I'm not going to tell you when you're going to die because just by me or someone like myself, if somebody ever tells you when you're going to die, you could make that a self-fulfilling prophecy because someone told you. Yeah, and I could totally in, see that. And it's in the subconscious of your thoughts. So it's going to ruin the quality of your life and your decision making later on. So, you know, that's not healthy. I don't feel like it's healthy at all to know when you're going to die. You're a smart man. I, I totally agree with that. You know, so... So that's why I don't tell people when they're going to die because it doesn't serve a positive purpose. I only give information. I only give information uh, that's uh, more on a positive impact. Like I said, you know, not everything I say is positive according to people's expectations. But if I tell you I see you having a rainy day, I'm also going to tell you to bring an umbrella. Nice. <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. you say, do you see, tell people with bad news? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you there's a rainy day coming in your life, but here's the umbrella and this is what you can do about it. It doesn't mean you're going to stop the rain, but you can make healthy choices. Or suppose you were about to go to an outdoor event and I saw rain in your life or whatever, but I was supposed to go out to an outdoor event. So what happens is uh, you could, you know, either change your plans or so it's indoors, or you could bring the umbrella or not go at all or whatever, you know? So again, life is filled with choices and I help people see past the now. And I give people closure to their loved ones who have passed away. I give that, that healing, that closure. 
So there's a lot of people who might say, oh, what you do for a living, according to the Bible, it's devil's work, it's evil work, it's oh, against God. No, God's the one who gives me all the answers. The angels give me the answers. The spirit guides give me the answers. Your loved ones who pass away give me the answers. It's not the devil's work. It's all what your intentions are behind anything you do. If you do anything with the most positive anticipation, then what you're doing is right because you're doing it with best of intentions. If mm -hmm. you're doing something to manipulate people or to hurt people, then it's not healthy. It's not good. And the quality of your life is just going to suck. Yeah, you're actually doing it to help people and, uh, you know, improve the quality of their life. I don't think that's the devil's work, you know? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, so. Um, so, like I said, if you're going to tell me that if there are people there who say, oh, you're dealing with the devil, well, then I have to shake his hand and thank him because <laughs> he's helped me. He's helped me save a lot of people's lives emotionally and physically. Yeah. You know, so to say that, oh, that's the devil's work. No, it's not. It's against religion. It's against it might be against your religion. It might be against your morals or against your religion, but it's not against God because God gave me this beautiful gift. You know, I love the way you think. I've always thought of it that way. Like, cause I was just able to put it into words. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause I, I always, I, I believe in God strongly. I mean, there's things you cannot deny, you know, there's forces beyond us and sometimes coincidence is happened and it's not a coincidence. You know, I just look up at the sky and I'm like, I, I, I get your message. I see it. But when it comes to religion, I've just seen so much lies and manipulation in the religion itself. You know, not to bash yeah, It's all them. about control, power mm. and control. Exactly. So if there's something that they don't agree with, it's the devil. You know, and I'm Oh, like, I'm going to give you a perfect example. You know, in, in the churches, they preach, oh, you shouldn't ask for money or money's the root to all evil. But yet the churches are the first ones with their hands out for donations and give us money, give us money. Uh, oh, you want to get married? Give us money. You want a funeral? Give us money. You want to get uh, communion? Give us money. Give us money for this. Give us money for that. Listen, there's no such thing as uh, donations to a church or to a religious place. When you say the word, you have to donate X amount of dollars, the word have to in front of donate equals how much are you charging me? It's a mm -hmm. charge. It's not a donation. Very true. So it makes me laugh when people say, when I say to somebody, how much do you charge? Oh, the donations are $50. Don't tell me it's a donation. You're telling me it's $50. You're charging me 50 bucks. You're like, I'm not dumb, dude. <laughs> I get it. You know? No, but most people are. Most people don't get it. But, but mm -hmm. the thing is, is like I said, you know, um, it's, it's important to donate. It is important to donate because when you're helping out God's other children, then it, you're, you're serving yourself as you're serving them, as you're honoring God because you're taking care of his other children, you know? So if you see someone in the streets and they say, excuse me, sir, can, you know, can I uh, borrow, can I can, uh, not borrow? Can I please have, uh, you have extra change, a dollar or two or 50 cents, whatever you got. And a lot of times when people ask me for money, most of the times I'll give them anywhere between five to $10. Oh, wow. I do because I'm in a position to, and I say, okay, you know, here it goes. Um, you know, sometimes it's $3 if that's all I have or whatever, but, um, and, and somebody said to me, Hey, Art, somebody, no, a, 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 a homeless person once said, aren't you afraid that I'm going to spend this on drugs or, or 
alcohol or do something wrong with it? And I said, well, that's your choice. I said, I'm giving you the money. Hopefully, you're going to buy food or drinks with it to serve your body to help you. I said, if you choose to use it for drugs or alcohol, you're emotionally feeding yourself because that's what drugs and alcohol does to people. You're doing it not because it's healthy for you. You're doing it to satisfy an emotional need. So either I'm physically going to help you out or I'm emotionally helping you out. I'd rather you, of course, buy soup or a sandwich or a drink. But if you choose drugs or alcohol, well, then that's your choice. But that is at least emotionally feeding you. But that's not for me to judge. I'm giving it to you, my donation, unconditionally. It's your choice, right? It's your choice. When you give something to somebody, don't do it. I mean, unless if somebody says to you, you know, listen, I'm short on my electrical bill. Can you, you know, lend me 50 bucks or 100 bucks, whatever it is. Yeah, you're doing it with the intent of hopefully they're going to use it for the electrical bill. You know, but if they use it for something stupid instead of what they said for food or gas or electric, if they're using it for another intent, you still get full credit as the donator as if they were using it for the right cause. Mm -hmm. it's, it's on the shoulders of the person who received the money that, you, to do the right thing with it. You donated it for a good cause, but it's up right. to them. You know, it's up choice. to them or as far as what they choose to do with it. Hopefully it's going to do something good for themselves. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, I was walking into a Circle K and this guy came up to me. Um, he didn't look homeless or nothing, but he's like, hey, man, my car broke down or I need gas. You know, can you really help me out? And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I felt really bad. I gave him $10. Oh, hold on a second. Hold that mm -hmm. thought. Fire trucks are going by again. And it doesn't happen too often. It really doesn't. So back-to-back -back <laughs> times is a lot. Right. Oh, that was pretty quick. Yeah, don't worry. There's more. There's more. Wait, there's three of them. It's never just one. There's three. One more. Wait. Oh, wow. Did we look at it? I don't know. There might be an after effect, but that's okay. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to say... Uh, so this guy, you know, he needed gas money and I felt really bad for him. He didn't look like he was hooked on drugs or homeless. So I'm like, yeah, man, here, I gave him $10. He straight up turned around, walked in Circle K, and he came out with a six-pack. I'm like, really, dude? Like, right in front of me. <laughs> yep. Uh, there are people say, oh, I hate this, and I will not give people money for this. Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm lost, and... Or, or I need I need money to get on the train to go there. Or I need money for the bus to get home because I don't have any money. They're not doing that for the bus or the train or whatever. They're doing it for whatever shit they want or whatever. I personally don't give a crap. If I have the money and I see that they're really struggling, struggling, I, I know, you know. But there are some people, like, I will never donate money to anybody when they're around a casino, ever. Oh, shit, huh? Yeah, the, because I, I know that they're, they're most likely going to use that money towards gambling. And that is where I draw the line, where I won't give the money. But I will say to them, if you want, we can go in the store and I'll buy you a drink or I'll buy you um, a soda or, or, or a sandwich or something. 
if I'm around a casino area and someone's asking me for money. And know what they say most? No, that's all right. That's all right. No, that's okay. That just shows their true intentions right there. Yeah. So, um, but when I'm in New York City or I'm in a place where, you know, whatever, yeah, it's unconditional, you know. Man, you're a great guy, Artie. Thank you. So I'm going to leave you with this, though. I'm going to leave you with this. Mm -hmm. I was in Penn Station in New York City. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because I'm hoping to inspire other people. So a fella came up to me, a street person came up to me, and he said, excuse me, sir, do you have some change you could lend me? And my wife and I, when I was married at the time, my wife and I, we were waiting for the train to go home because we were at Penn Station. And so I gave him five bucks. And he goes, oh, wow, sir, thank you so much. Thank you, that's so generous, that's so nice of you. Another fella came right up to me right afterwards, like a few seconds later, he goes, excuse me, sir, he goes, did I just see you give that guy money? I go, yeah. He goes, why did you do that? I said, it's my way of showing God my gratuity and thankfulness for the quality of my life. I said, I'd rather be the person who's in a position who could afford to give away free $5 than the person who needs the free $5. Oh, wow. I love it, man. So that's, that's just, like I said, showing gratitude to God for the quality of life. Like you and, did your uh, part. And yeah, and I do my little part here and there. I'm not trying to save the world, but I, I, I say I try to save one soul at a time. And so here you go, over 32,000 people later. So, Damn, man, that's amazing. And um, if you don't mind, um, you probably get this all the time. But do you see anything about me? Just just for those people out there who may not believe or be uh, like totally convinced. Um, only if you want, though. I mean, if you don't mind. No, that's okay. You, I do feel like you end up giving more than you should be giving. I do feel like you're you are such an empathic person. You care so much about other people. You have a tendency to overly give. Whereas people become too dependent on you. And like, if somebody gives you a sob story, okay, okay. And you're giving and you're giving and you're helping, and you're helping, which is fantastic. But people who are big time givers, you have to learn boundaries. Otherwise you leave yourself depleted. And it's like when, when you need other people, they're not there for you or in the way that you want. And you become very angry and you become very bitter. Wow. That, that hits hard, man. <laughs> yeah. And so you feel very resentful, but you have to remember that when you give to other people, those people might not be giving to you, but other people, God will bring other people to you that will give to you or help you because you helped out those other people. So you have to remember if you're giving something of yourself, you have to give it unconditionally without conditions. And um, I also feel that you're going to be, Either you're moving or you're repainting rooms or something. Because I see you changing walls or, or, or I don't know. There's going to be some kind of new decor that you're going to be doing. You're changing a room or rooms or something around you. I feel that. Wow. So that, with, actually, that is happening. <laughs> that is happening. Wow, man. 
damn, you're the real deal, so, man. That that hit so hard. Fun. I'm speechless. Uh, so it's funny. There was a time when I was about to do a show. I was about to do a spiritual show. And a girl came up to me and she goes, well, what kind of a psychic are you? I said, well, I give people deep meanings and stuff. I, I can't like just walk up to you. And I'm looking at the girl. It's not like I walk up to you and I say, oh, I see you have three sisters. You live in a red house. and You're going to Florida. I said, that's not me. Who does that? She goes, but I am. And I do. I go, what do you mean? I do have three sisters. I live in a red house. And next week I'm going to Florida on vacation. I said, oh, I guess I could do that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't even realize I could, uh, uh, that was me. You know, I just, I, cause I didn't try. I, I, I wasn't zeroed in or I felt I wasn't zeroed in. And, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, oh, guess I guess I could. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, Artie, do you have any advice for anybody out there struggling or? Their Artie? love. I'm going to leave you with this, and then I'll give my information. Mm -hmm. The love and respect that you give to others is the love and respect you deserve. Wow. And if you are still accepting people's disrespect, if you choose to receive people's disrespect and you don't cut them off, then that means you're disrespecting yourself also. So you got to create boundaries. If you want love and respect, you need to love and respect yourself. You need to honor yourself. And the love and respect that you give is the love and respect you deserve. So if anybody wants a private reading with myself, and I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person. I'm in Woodbridge, New Jersey, but I'm just as accurate over the phone. You can call me at 732-778-7173. And I'll repeat myself, 732-778-7173. You can call me, you can text me, and you can email me, artiehoffman at gmail, A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N, artiehoffman at gmail. Or you can go to artiehoffman.com. Check out my website. I got a whole bunch of videos. I hold a whole bunch of everything. And I also have a book that I wrote called Angels and Answers. And explains about life on a very deep level. Like I spoke about certain topics on a very deep level. But mm -hmm. I explained things in a very simplistic way so that everyone could understand it. And I promise you, if you buy that book, you're going to think I wrote that book specifically for you. Because you're going to have so many aha moments. Because didn't you have a lot of aha moments just now? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, well, you're going to have a lot of aha moments with the book that I wrote called Angels and Answers. And you go to artiehoffman.com or you can go to amazon.com. Awesome, man. artiehoffman.com with two Fs, right? Yeah, two Fs, one N. And also Sunday nights. Every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, I do a free live show of doing free readings for one hour for the public as my thanks to God and to the people. And I, I answer people's questions for one hour. And, um, yeah, it's called Angels and Answers, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, I talk about life and I connect to people's love. And I joke around a lot. I, I, I'm like Eddie Murphy sometimes when I <laughs> do my readings and stuff. I'm not all serious. I like to joke around a lot, too. Which makes it way better. I mean, you, you got to have a sense of humor. You know, you got to laugh here and there. Well, I tell everybody, you know, already, you know, people say, so, so you got the sixth sense? I go, my sixth sense is my sense of humor. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Wow. 
Well, Artie, well, listen. Oh, go ahead. It was a, no. I was just saying it was a pleasure being on your show. And it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much, man. I mean, you blew me away. I, I'm real. That really hit home when when you when you told me about that stuff. And wow, I mean, you're the real deal. You're an amazing person. I love your positive attitude, and um, I love how you explained. Uh, you know. You really brought to light a lot of questions I had about maybe God and destiny and stuff. And you're real honest. And uh, I love it, man. You're, you're amazing. Yeah, God 100% exists. I want to, oh, and I'm going to leave it also. Remember I told you about the ocean and the drops of water? Mm -hmm. We're a drop of water. And when you make yourself a part of God or make yourself a part of society, you're a part of that big force of beautiful nature of the ocean. Because so what happens is that when people say that they don't believe in God or when they separate themselves from the public or from people or, or they separate themselves from society. So if you were, if you were to take a cup, all right, a regular cup, all right. Now, again, we said that the ocean, the water of the ocean is very powerful. So if you were to take a cup and put it in the ocean and I'm holding up the cup filled with ocean water, the, that, that, that water in the cup, is no longer powerful because it separated itself from the ocean. Wow. So now you're powerless. This water in the cup is now powerless. But if you were to take that water that's in the cup and throw it back into the ocean, that water is now back to being powerful because now you have all the resources of God. You have all the resources of society, of the loving energy. So people who separate themselves, those are the ones that are depressed, angry, lonely. And you could change all that by making yourself more a part of spirituality, God, society. And if you want to, if you want to get rid of the depression and stuff, make a difference in other people's lives. Help somebody else who needs help. And by you knowing you're making a difference in someone else's life, making someone else happy or better, that will that will help nurture your heart, heal your heart. I absolutely love that help someone oh my god dude yes wow Artie, <laughs> you just keep blowing me away man that's amazing <laughs> and uh so everybody check out artiehoffman.com and um so on facebook as well Artie hoffman yes yes facebook Artie hoffman and like i said if you go to my facebook live and my facebook live show angels and answers every sunday night 8 p.m eastern time and um, yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Man, I had so much fun, man. And uh, thanks again for coming <laughs> on, man. This is Good. awesome. Hopefully, uh, I, I spread a little light in your life and everybody who's watching. Oh, definitely, man. A lot more than that, man. You, cool. You do great work helping out the people. Thank you. Well, listen, you have a beautiful rest of the day. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. And you too, bro. You have a good one. Okay, my friend. Stay well. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye.
everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes, and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.